What is up, everybody? Joe Siv here with my laughing partner. Anaya <laughs> Pogue. We are already starting off to a good start. We have our coffee. I'm making Anaya laugh. I love that. I uh, want to thank everybody for sending in uh, the reviews and the pictures you took of your post. We are going to pick a winner. And Anaya, you're going to call them at home and speak to them for 45 minutes for free. Y yes. Um, ideally you about parenting issues. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I hope we don't have any like person like, I want to talk to you. Well, hey, if someone did want to talk to you about their marriage, yeah, is that cool? Yeah. Do you do marriage counseling as well? Or? It happens every now and then, yes. Yeah. Because as you know, everyone listens to the show, your primary focus, young women, young boys, talking about uh, building self-confidence, mm -hmm. just your whole background, child development, all of that stuff. But is it hard not when you're talking to someone about their son or their daughter not to kind of drift into maybe the family, um, marriage, the, the vibe, or the partnership. Yeah, it always. I mean, that's one of the things, and it's in my book. That's one of the things that I always get people to focus, when, focus on is when I'm working with young people, usually we need to look at the whole family dynamic and what the environment is and, and what other people can, how the parents can contribute with what they're modeling to whatever we're trying to solve. Yeah, my analogy, the kids are the meal and the parents are the cooks. Nice. Sometimes. You know, that's, I mean, at least that I feel that way. I feel that, you know, what you're modeling, what I've learned from doing this show is mm -hmm. the modeling has so much to do with all the expectations that you have with yes. your kids. Yes. You know, if you're not modeling the behavior that you want them to possibly have, then of course it's not going to be happening daily in your household. Exactly, Joe. So next week we have a big show. It's our back to school show. We do it each and every year, put together a bunch of tips to help everyone walk through that initial first month of school, mm -hmm. summer ending, getting back onto the program, which uh, sparked today's episode because you and I started talking about just the way that you, it was, I didn't know this way w was the same thing that you're doing in your household. And I was like, wow, we kind of do that too. Uh, is the summer, obviously we're a week, we're a week away, at least for us, that yep. school starts. I know some of the parents that are listening right now, their kids started this week. My little one went back today. Today. Yeah. So you dropped her off. Brand new school. Brand new school. Fourth grade. Okay. Yeah. So what we started talking about, and I think this is how we got into this topic today, is if everyone has the last couple weeks of summer, what is the best way? And I, and I, I always like to say like landing the summertime vibe. It's like imagine yeah. the jet coming in. You've been cleared for landing. Yep. We're going to be descending. Here we go. And when? how soon and when do you start that? And what you and I both realized is that we're similar in the sense that we start the landing about a week and a half to two weeks. And when I say that, I mean, and I hate this because I love summertime so much, is start pumping the brakes yeah. with good times, staying up. Like in our household, you know, you've been here when we've been taping the show the whole the whole summer, there's a lot of sleeping going on. You know, the chores are kind of put on the back burner. Yeah, the because schedule is just not the schedule. The routine is not the routine. Can I, I, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Of course. Do you feel that giving our kids that break from routine and schedule the world that we live in, you got to drive, we got to drive to yes. school. We got to do pickup. After pickup, you got karate, all the fun activities, obviously, yeah. that we're putting our kids through and letting them do and letting them be a part of. But do you feel though that that break that we do give them from routine that you've seen in this in my household and I know in your household do you feel do you feel that that's a good thing? I do. I okay. think it's actually necessary. I think it's it teaches balance. It's sort of like in their adult life the you know the way that I live it is work hard play hard. Um <clears throat> I'm not as good at it as I would like to be, 
full, full disclosure on that one, because anybody who knows me is going to be calling BS if I try to say anything else. But um, it is, it's the idea of like, we need balance in our lives. And so if their future is going to be, you know, generally speaking, working approximately five days a week, having a couple of days off, how to make sure that, you know, you yeah, you have the balance of like kicking back a little bit and moving without a routine or, or a schedule or whatever. And so ideally, unless we have to have our kids in camp every single week and there's still a, a full-blown schedule the entire summer, um, they don't get that. But I think generally speaking, most of us, you know, can and should try to give them a little break. And for them. the families that do have, uh, and we have plenty of families that are friends with, you know, with, with my son and our daughter that do have the camps, kid, mm-hmm. you know, parents got to work. Uh, but they've even t- loosened up the reins. Sure, with, you know, of course. I'll, we'll be we'll be talking in the chores, or uh, and I'll say this: the things that uh, that come to mind for me, loosening up, and this episode will be about tightening those up. Yeah, and the idea that we're going to throw out there for you people listening to the show is: don't wait till the last night. We used to do that in our household. We would be literally, it'd be, Dad, it's the last night of summer. It's the last night. It would be like, the last week. It's the last week. And it would just be, okay, everyone's going to bed later. There's no, there's no like, at all stimulating your brain. Like, hey, maybe we should read yeah. a little bit instead of watching <clears throat> another episode of Twilight Zone. I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. My kids, they've grown up on that show. But anyway, but my point being is just fun times, just good right. times. And I learned... That uh, that the sooner that I pump the brakes and the sooner that Karen and I start to get everyone in the mood or get back on the plan of yep. the school schedule and the, the morning chaos that we've talked about on the show, that they, f- they would fight it and push back. But I think you and I today here are saying to the parents that have the young ones, maybe the first day of school, maybe they're going into, you know, even fifth grade, sixth grade, mm-hmm. seventh grade, that that early stage of education, give yourself that 10 to seven days that you start landing summer. Yes. And I think it's a great, it is a great tool for them to take into their adult lives. Not only just sort of in the broad stroke of one day, there's going to be a job and blah, blah, blah. But um, I think it's just, it's really important to uh, to help them see the value in, in sort of slowly making that transition instead of it being this stark, like, okay, first day of school. And they're just like, no, like their bodies are, are pushing back. And this really sort of came, I started doing it with my kids more consciously um, after I, you know, over the last few years, I've had to travel more to speak. And if I'm ever traveling to another time zone where I have to be on, like within the first couple of days that I'm there, like on and early in the morning, what I will do is I'll like start getting up at four in the morning <clears throat> here, LA time. Um, so if I'm going, if I'm going to be traveling East, it's not, I'm not waking up there with my body going, what are we doing up? It's like the middle of the night. Whereas if I take the time to go, so I, when I experienced the value of, of making that transition for myself as an adult, I was like, this is going to be helpful to make the transition with going back to school. So we're going to talk about three particular areas that we can work on in those sort of seven to 10 days. I would say like there's the bedtime thing, which we're going to get to. Anyway, we'll talk about time frames, best time to start them. Yeah. The first thing when you, when you brought it up right mm-hmm. now, the first thing that goes to my mind is bedtime. Yeah, it's a tough And one. Uh, although my kids are older now, I, I still can remember like it was yesterday, bedtime after a summer of just sleepovers, never really, not having to worry about when we wake up, yeah. not having to worry about 
going to bed, letting, letting people kind of on a different schedule, especially with my daughter. She, she, would, she was more of a night person. She'd want to stay. She would sleep you know, later in the morning. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I remember all of a sudden having to put the brakes on that and going, hey, we all have to be up at 6 a.m. For the last two and a half months, you guys have been waking up you know, 10 in the yeah. morning. So I want to tackle that at the end. Okay. But can you kind of uh, give us the landscape of kind of how we can start sure. pumping those brakes uh, on summer and that now are you saying you're not saying two weeks you're saying a week it just depends on the it depends on so we're I'm gonna I'm gonna give like sort of to me th- the three key areas okay. that those that sort of gentle transition or that interim period should should be created if if you are able as parents with your your given schedule um, and then the, I think that there's slightly different time frames associated okay so the first one would be like you said we're completely out of routine right unless they've been going to camp for the bulk of the summer where they still have a, you know, fairly early get up time, camp starts nine to four, something like that. But if your kids have kind of been just sort of milling about, and like you said, sleeping until 10, going to bed at 11 or 12, um, it's going to take seven to 10 days probably. And even if you just use the weekdays of the, within that seven to 10 day period. Um, so, but with routine, the other thing that's gone out the window, it's really important that we start to um, get our kids back into the routine. So let's leave bedtime to the end. Let's just talk about normally your kids probably have chores that are part of their daily routine when they're in school. Um, so that would be something I would think about as a, as a parent and with your partner and be like, okay, so this kid's another year older. There's a way to sort of, um, chores uh, in our house have gone out the window during the summer. Right. And and, and, and the only reason, and and tell me if I'm doing this wrong, mm -hmm. because I feel that during the school year, they have been on such a schedule of wake up, go to school, come home, do your chores, do your homework, then you can hang out, yep. then you got to get ready for dinner, then you got to take a shower, then we got to do a little reading before bed, then we yep. got to crash out and check it out. We're doing it all over again. So I will say this I have totally been uh, so lax on the chores. Is that bad or good? I mean, should I be telling them, like, dude, you got to work the whole summer or, you know, well, you, I mean, I think, that's, I think that that's a personal choice. I think that, you know, generally we have chores and we have our kids participate with chores, not just as a like, I'm going to teach this kid how to work, but as a like, in order for this household to function in a reasonably, you know, smooth fashion, everybody needs to do their part. So I think more what happens is during the summer when we're not on a, like a, a strictly timed schedule, your kids can say something like, dad, I'm not going to do it at 10 in the morning. I can get to it, you know, whenever because God, you I've got it. the whole day. You just nailed right? it. Right? You nailed it. I literally had that conversation with, <laughs> with my son because I was saying, hey man, your sister folded the laundry. You got to put it away. They right. usually flip flop back and forth. And the pushback I got from him because we've been away and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he had to do like some legit work, mm-hmm. clean the litter, the, the kitty litter box, mm-hmm. the things he always does. But man... Even saying it right now, the idea of giving too much time between a regular routine with the chores for summer, yeah, I think I just gave myself my own answer. I shouldn't have waited so much because, dude, it was like I was just saying, put away the put away the laundry, and he was right. acting like I was saying, I need a new roof on the house. Right, exactly. He was just like, and then it was funny because right before he went to bed, he's like, and this was such a great moment. He goes, hey. And I go, yeah. And he goes, sorry about what I said earlier about nice. putting away the laundry. And it, like, that was one of my so favorite good. moments of the day because I yes. was like, oh, wow, you're not a jerk. Like you totally realized that you're a part of this team and the family. And, right. and I was like, I just gave him a high five. I go, no problem, bro. Like I appreciate you saying that. 
and and I also teachable moment. I said, then great. When I ask you tomorrow to do what you need to do, right. just get it done. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you jump into it. So let's go back to the chores. Yeah, get so, landing that again. Yeah, and and let's just let me just say, and I've I've said this before about a number of things. The way that something is presented to a child, the energy around it, the motivation is going to impact the way that they receive that. So while this this little tip will not probably work with your adolescent child. Um, if you've got children that are between say five and 10, um, I would strongly suggest that you, you present the like back into the routine. It's going to be a new year. You're going into fourth grade. Um, here's what I love about like you being nine now instead of eight or a fourth grader instead of a third grader there's this thing that like only your sister's been able to do, your older sister's been able to do that you're now going to be old enough. And I would love it if you feel like you're grown up enough to take on that chore. So all of a sudden there's this whole like brain prompt around this, me engaging in this chore, part of me getting back into my routine is also a sign that I'm older and more mature, which is something that you can really play on with. Uh, and I don't mean that to sound manipulative. I mean, it's just like, you know, work with what you've got. Um, and that'll probably get them on board much more quickly. You might even want to also talk about like, okay, so it's a new school year, which really to me, when the new school year starts, that's actually the beginning of a quote unquote new year is talk about like, okay, you know what? Also as while we're on the chore conversation, because you're going into the next grade, we're going to up your allowance for chores by 25 cents a week or something like that. Like somehow attach certain rewards so that this is not a drag, like, well, this is what we got to do. Life is tough, but like, okay, back to school, back into a routine, another year older. You got a promotion. Yeah, you You got got a promotion. You got a raise. No, seriously. (laughs) So that is what I would suggest is probably more like two weeks in advance of the end of the summer, start reinstating somewhat of a routine, even if you're not yet incorporating the bedtime, which we're going to get to. Um, Definitely, that's something that you probably need more like two weeks out to, to start getting back in place. The second thing that I'm going to suggest in terms of this is softening the transition is waking up their academic brains. So they've been getting stimulation and I really, I really want to encourage parents to, you know, I've noticed with my eight-year-old that it's really difficult for her to understand the idea that she's constantly learning out in the world and that learning is not just about being in her desk at school. And so, um, I'm not saying by, when I say, I'm specifically saying wake up their academic brains because it's like the stuff that they're more, that's connected to actual school learning. So you'd be, you'd be talking about like uh, math. Exactly. Uh, maybe some spelling. Exactly. Reading. Reading for reading. sure. Like if they've gotten up, you know, again, when we're in that sort of yearly school schedule, everything's very, you know, is hopefully a little bit more structured than it is during the summer because we know that that benefits our children and that they, children tend to thrive more when there is structure and routine. Um, but when that was going on and they had a regular bedtime every night, reading time was probably happening if that's something that you, you've made part of the routine. And I encourage you to do so if you haven't. But in the summertime, when bedtime is sort of all over the map, the reading can go out the window. Can I tell you right now, Not a, if you look at the front of my house, the reading is on the front lawn. It's it is just lawn. thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'd be, I don't, there was a part of me right now where I'm going to say, yeah, that's what we do in our house, just so I could be liked in the rad parenting community. But I'm going to be so <laughs> honest. 
the reading went out the window. My daughter right now is, you know, this last week is is pulling together all the reading that she was supposed to yeah. do over the summer. Yeah. And you know, obviously she's a junior in high school. Yeah, and, and she'll figure it out. That's why there's cliff notes. Uh, but, but, but and, and so hopefully by the time our kids get to high school, there is that sense of like, I'm going to fail English if I'm not staying on top of my reading list for the summer. But what you're saying is so true. Not to interrupt you right there, but what you're saying is so true is to, is to bring that back in. How do you do that in your household on the academic end? Yeah, that's so I, I did do it and I tr- try to do it each year. So I usually buy, I usually like just go to Staples or Office Depot or on Amazon or whatever. And I order um, her a workbook that is a review of whatever her previous grade was. And that's really intentional. I'm not like, you could also take the approach, certainly a possibility of getting them, like I could have got her a fourth grade workbook and be like, let's see what you know. But what I really wanted to do was give her every new year she goes into school. She's like, I don't know, how am I going to do fourth grade? And I said, well, remember on the first day of third grade when you didn't know how you were going to do that? Every year builds on the previous one. So let's review that. It builds her confidence. She's like, oh yeah, I totally remember this. And so that even if the teacher spends a week doing review in the classroom, which teachers often do, she's going to go in strong. And we know that confidence is such a key part of, of our performance. So if she goes in believing, oh yeah, I've got this. I remember this. I can do this. Chances are she's going to be um, performing better. And then she's going to get off, get the year off to a great start. Awesome. Hey, you're listening to Rad Parenting, Joe Sib and Anaya Bogue. We're talking about how to get back into the groove, get back into the schedule. We're going to hear from our sponsor right now. We'll be right back. Joe Sib here with you, back to Rad Parenting, talking about how we get back into the groove. Um, I'm thinking of the Kiss song, Back into the New York Groove, but that, you know, do you know that song I'm talking you about? See the World in Songs. I'm back. Uh, back in the goo, your group. You oh, yeah, song? no, I, yeah. I think First time I've ever sang on a rad parenting. Oh, rad parenting. So, we're talking about getting back into the groove, getting back into the schedule, starting it seven to 10 days before you're actually supposed to start school again. I love that idea, and it's something that we practice in our household so that we're not at that last moment, just kids tired, people are not ready to go back to school. Uh, what we've touched on so far, just to recap, is starting that chores routine. Not so much chores, but just starting the home routine, starting uh, allowing your child to realize, hey, summer's coming to an end, so this week, instead of just having another fun-filled week of just doing whatever you want, we start initializing the chores again, start waking up that part of the the child's life again, and then also waking up the brain. I love when you said that, Mm -hmm. Uh, reintroducing some reading, maybe some math, because obviously our kids are learning all the time, but this is more academic you brought up getting some workbooks in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, re- what I, that's what I do. But it could even just be like, you know what, back to like back to books before bedtime. And this is one thing I, I want that. to be really clear about. The energy, the tone that you bring as a parent to this shift is really critical. It's so essential to how your child will receive it. So if it's like, okay, yeah, I know we had a fun summer, but time to get back to it as if that's, I think that sets our kids up to have this you know, and not to, you know, for some of us, and I've certainly been there, it's, it's necessity that we have like, you know, a nine to five and then our weekends are everything. But, you know, my wish for every person is, is that their, their workplace 
brings joy and, and value to their lives so that they're not dreading what they do not Monday to Friday, nine to five. And I think we kind of set up our kids to have that, that view of like, oh my God, like school is awful and that's me sitting in my desk and summer is the only thing that's fun or the weekends are the only thing that's fun. So really bringing sort of a positive like, okay, it's time to get back into our routine and it means you're going to get back into soccer season and we're going to go school supply shopping and really having those positives um, to sort of package this shift in. All you're saying is taking the stink off of going back yes, to school. Exactly. And, and that's, that's just... It's a new beginning. Yeah. It's a new opportunity. And helping your kids to see it from that perspective will help the transition be easier. Yeah. And the stink that we tend to put on it is really just something that maybe all of us grew up with, with like summer's supposed to be awesome all the time and going to school, that's the period to the fun. And, right. it, and it's not. And, and you remind them, you're going to be around all your friends yeah. again. You know, you're going to be back in your, in your, whatever your sport or your extracurriculars are, because there's also those aspects of it that, that, you know, are really great. So I think always trying to remind our kids of like the positive times of, of all aspects of life is, is really important. All right. Now, now let's get into, cause the, the, the big one, the big one. And this is for our parents that have the younger children, and, and we've done shows on this. We've done everything from sleep training when they're infants to just setting up a proper bedtime mm-hmm. and making it all work. But how do you suggest uh, and give our listeners some tools mm-hmm. that you actually go from this summer staying up, the no reading, the sleepovers, the just really no boundaries? Right. And I know, but for the parents that have kept the boundaries, mm-hmm. Totally good back on that. You. Good, yeah, yeah. I back you. I yeah. love that. Uh, this is more for for the people in my boat that just were like, no rules. Here you go. Yeah. You know, I don't mean no rules like stay up all night, but there were a couple all nighters when Nate had some bros over here. <laughs> it's like, did you guys go to bed and they just look at you with that face of the? Like, oh. I'm yeah. like, you look 40 years old, bro. <laughs> Dude, do you realize you aged? You're 40 year old man right now. You're fit. You're the size of your size Get of a 12 year old. Sleep, dude. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your face. Uh, you know. So with that said, how do you start landing the bedtime fun train? The the bedtime fun. Okay, so first of all, so let's just say week earlier. Week earlier. At least. Okay. I would say this would be a seven to ten day thing focused on weekdays. So don't don't cut too much. Like whatever your school year weekend deal is. Mm-hmm. Just start doing that. So if over the summer it was like you can stay up till midnight or whenever, yeah. and and during the school year uh, weekends tend to be ten o'clock or whatever, then just start getting closer to that. Whatever it's going to be during the school year, um, it's going to be easiest for them to adapt to if you uh, just dial it back, say by about fifteen minutes. So 15 minutes earlier waking them up and 15 minutes earlier going to bed. And I would encourage you to just hop online and and so I don't have to cover every age group, but just hop online. It's at your fingertips and just look up what the ideal amount of sleep is for your child's age, right? It might've shifted between last year and this year. Um, and just have that kind of, you know, in your, in your back pocket, because it's really important when we want our kids to be able to function at their highest, um, whether it's academically or in their extracurriculars, that they get enough sleep. So if your kid needs 10 hours of sleep, um, then then figure out what the ideal bedtime is relative to where you are right now and then start dialing it back each night and then waking them up 
and 15 minutes earlier each morning. That's um, the tough one. Yes, it is. Because that means you got to get up earlier as well. So you got to start, you're, what you're saying is you're going back to your original germ and the whole idea that you're also allowing this week to adjust you yourself. and yourself. Yep. Back onto the schedule, so you, so, getting so up. So you're a strong, effective captain because you're going to still have to be the captain of the ship that first week back to school in terms of getting everybody moving and back into their routine. Um, so yes, yeah, so so that's a that's a really important one uh, in terms of bedtime and giving enough lead time up to it. The other thing is again back to what I just said a moment ago. Don't be a total buzzkill on the with the whole bedtime thing. So. It, you know, it's it's going to be hard to get them up earlier when there's nothing for them to get up for. So use that week to 10 days before to plan things in the morning that they're probably going to have something to look forward to by getting up a few minutes earlier and not just, yeah, like get up and go sit on the couch 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. Maybe you get up and there's a bowl of donuts for you. Maybe. <laughs> oh my God. Remember that though? But I, I will yes. say this. Can I tell you right now? I, I'm going to share this. That is one of the biggest I, I hate saying tricks whenever you're talking about parenting, yeah. but one of the best things that yeah. I did incentives when kids when my both my kids were way younger. Yeah. It still works with my son, who's yeah. 13 now. If I if he knows there's some sort of breakfast downstairs yeah. that he digs. Yeah. And it can range from every once in a while I'll get the, you know, at least they're a little bit healthier at Trader Joe's, those Pop-Tarts. Yeah. You know, and probably right now someone's like, Joe, they're not any healthier. It's just a different package. <laughs> just because it's Trader Joe's doesn't don't, mean. <laughs> don't judge me. But if I tell them, hey, man, there's those Pop-Tarts yep. you like. Yep. Really? Okay. Yeah. Tell him that before he goes to bed. Yep. I suddenly see him in the morning on his own come down. Or, you know, a, a lot of times with like a cereal he likes or, or you know, with my daughter, it'd be like some fruit or something. Right. You know, she likes a smoothie. Anything. If I have that. Anything, absolutely. You know, because you remember, I just know as, as even as an adult, mm -hmm. it's easier for me to jump out of bed when when I go, oh, we're taping rad parenting. Okay, I'm soaked exactly. on that. I'm going to go make the coffee so when Anaya shows up, we've got that. Or or that extra spring in your step. Think about yeah. it. Everyone listening to the show as a parent, you know, when 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 you have to go to your job that, that maybe we, we don't love, like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world. But when you know, oh, tonight, yeah, we're all going to dinner as a family. Or, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's it's um, this week on Wednesday, uh, we're having taco night. Like, right. I don't know about you, but I am so, I'm a simple dude. Those things get me through the week. Absolutely. Knowing that we're all going to eat a meal that yeah. we dig, like we yeah. do pasta Sundays. Um, sometimes we'll move that up to the middle of the week, like Thursday. And I'll be like, oh, we're going to have pasta on Thursday. So literally when I'm bummed out about having to get up early and go fight yeah. traffic, I'm like, you know what? Tonight, wedging pasta. Exactly. And and that's also such a great thing to teach your kids. Mm -hmm. And so whether you do it, and I, I want to also, I want to keep people conscious always of please don't use food to... Um, get your kids to do anything because it becomes a crutch. Like they start to associate food with emotional well-being or feeling good or so whatever. Basically, so, everything I just said. No, <laughs> you can do it as one of multiple things. No, I know. The idea is great in terms of you know even and this is the thing, folks. Remember that we're talking about a transitional time, which does not mean you know you're a drill sergeant and they are already back into the school routine. So maybe plan a play date, but plan the play date for eight a.m. or I eight thirty. So as another example, in addition to the yummy food that might be waiting for them, maybe there's a play date on one of the days that's just happening earlier than it might have the rest of the summer. So they're still doing something fun, but it's playing into this whole shift of the routine. I'll tell you right and now. The, and the bedtime. I'll tell you right now, play date at 8.30, ain't going to happen. But with that said, <laughs> what I will say is how about uh, I have been able to say, 
And these, this is another thing. And with the food issue, I totally agree with mm-hmm. you. I think what you're saying, just so I can clarify that, you're saying if everything in your life, everything that you asked your kid to do is rewarded with a Pop-Tart, exactly. we've got a problem. That's what I'm but saying. But if it's the first week and we're going back to school and we haven't had these treats yeah. in a long time, if you if that's what gets so-and-so out of bed a little bit earlier because there's yeah. a cereal they like, yeah. there's, you know, and, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of choices we have out there, you're, you're cool with that. At 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, the idea that you threw out with the play date, I have used that uh, when it's uh, during the school year. I don't want to go to school. Hey, but I know you got the play date though after school. You're hanging out with yep. your buddy. Oh, really? And then suddenly yep. the clothes are put on and people are downstairs because they realize if I get through school, then I have the fun yep. time at the end. I love that. Right. And also like on that, if I get through school, I want to just keep encouraging us to be aware of helping. It is a, it's a, tremendously empowering state of being to always in any situation that you face to find something that makes you want to choose that to feel like, Oh, okay. So you know what? School doesn't feel like my favorite. What's one thing I can, I can think about going to school today, whether it's hanging with my friends or my favorite teacher for science or, you know, whatever, um, help them to prompt themselves to do that so that under any circumstances they can, they can move through something, not like just with drudgery, but like, I got this. I yeah. want to do this. I'm finding the thing in it that's good for me. I love that. And and once again, I, I agree with you 100% as I normally do on this show. Someday I will disagree with you. It'll be awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You don't want to put the stink. I know I keep using the word stink uh, or putting uh, a bad vibe on school, a bad vibe um, on that process that you're going back to school. We don't, we don't need to do that. I think we really hit that hard yeah. today on today's show. Uh, I just want to just one more time, go through it. I loved, I loved, you really had three, three key points here, uh, starting with getting that routine back in, whether it's chores, whether it's doing some work around the house, if that's laxed up, um, over the summer, start reintroducing that, uh, a week before school starts, uh, and also waking up the brain. I love that. I put quotations around that. Wake up the brain. And that doesn't mean uh, that we're not waking up our brains during the summer, but it's basically bringing out those math workbooks. It's doing some reading, at least in our household, it's definitely the reading at night and reintroducing that and going, oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look back on some of the material I studied in second grade so that when I go to third, I have this and you can get those workbooks. You can go online. All that material is so great. It's all, it's there for you for free. So I love that. And then third and most important that we really hit home was the bedtime. Instead of that Sunday night rolls or the day before everyone's going back to school, go, okay, we didn't plan for getting up two hours earlier, you know, three hours earlier, 6 a.m. Uh, wake up call. We haven't done that in ages. You're not going to be feeling that because you started it 10 days earlier, where as the parents, you, yeah, we've been getting up at 6 a.m. and it has been hard, but now that we have to do it and it's go time, we're ready for it mentally, physically, and also our kids are there. So that first day of school isn't a mad shuffle out yeah. the door, everyone bummed at each other because we've it's all been there. It's setting yourself and your family up for a strong start. Absolutely. And and what I'll end with is next week, our show is entitled Back to School, and we will be giving real solid tools to put into the parenting toolbox to get you through 
back to school. And we'll be touching on everything from, you know, back to homework, back to the chores, back to getting up early in the morning, all the way down to lunches. I know we have a lot of yeah. ideas for that. That, at least in my house, that has sometimes been like a full battle. Yep. And I'm terrible at making lunches, but now I crush lunches nice. because, you, you know, we'll talk so much. I'm a lunch, ma- I'm a sandwich master. <laughs> master, yeah. Master of the sandwich. I <laughs> uh, want to thank everyone for listening today. Uh, any emails? Uh, we've been getting so many emails. They're so good. I can't even believe. I, they make me so happy. Like even when there's really challenging stuff because some of them are so like just thorough and thoughtful and I, I just keep them coming. Like I might not get back immediately, but I will get back to you. Some of the topics we'll be talking um, over the next couple of weeks will be, we're going to do another show on screen time. Yeah. We got a great email about that. That was like, I know you did a show on screen time, but can you do it another one? And there were some real specific questions in that. I love that. You got one about um, the nanny. Oh, yeah. The nanny-parent-child relationship and navigating that from the nanny perspective. Okay. Like if you are a nanny or a babysitter. Um, and then even I think as a, you, you as a parent understanding or navigating that relationship from your perspective. So I think that's going to be a really important show. That Love came that. out of an email. Yeah. Got another email that was uh, – it was, it, was, it, was, it was awesome, but it was also like one where I was just like, wow, I don't even know how we can – dive into that. But it was, it was from a woman that initially was like, I'm not going to have kids. The world we live in is crazy. Yes. And all of a sudden met someone, oh my gosh, never thought, and this was, this was great because someone might be listening to the show right now that's like, I'm never going to have kids. Because I know we have people listening to the show that don't have kids, yes. which I love that we actually do a show that they're like, I want to listen to it. But I've met people who are like, hey, you know what? It kid thing, not for me. And I always respect that to know that. I love that. Yeah. But this woman was one of those one of those people who were like, I'm never gonna have kids. And all of a sudden she met someone, I wanna have a kid. Now she's like got baby fever. But yeah. she was asking, how do I justify bringing a child into the yeah. world we're living in? And yeah. I was just like, wow, what a heavy topic, heavy question. Can we tackle it? And we're gonna, I think we're gonna try yeah, to we're do gonna, that. We're gonna, we're gonna take it on. <laughs> Look it's at us both one. looking at each other. Like, we'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> Yeah, no, we got uh, it. So keep the emails coming, radparenting at gmail.com. Um, also, a review from you would mean so, so much. Uh, go to iTunes, uh, write a review. And um, and it, follow us on Facebook, right? Yeah, so that we, they can share episodes with Rad their, parenting. their circle. Yeah, um, you can go to Rad Parenting. You can also always text us to uh, text uh, the word parenting to 31, 31, 31, and then you're a part of that community where you get the show early. We uh, email it or we text it to you, and you can check in that way. Uh, With all that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.